Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman, and I am with, I'd say, uh, an old friend. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, but uh, what can I say? Jeremy Lawyer is with us today, uh, known him for a long time, and I actually am at uh, the Buck and Bass booth, and uh, I snagged him, and I pulled him in, I said, let's talk, because uh, we have a long history, and and man, you you have now... You've moved to the next level of of tournament fishing, and so I know some of the people would like to hear about it and how you got there. You know the challenge of getting to it. I oh, think man. is the big thing. You know, so. f- fishing's been such a blessing. You know, on me and my family. But you know, to think that just fishing the BFLs back in the day and trying to make right. the All American, and you know, then it, the whole goal was just trying to win the All American. That was the biggest tournament as a working man that we had. Right and. Uh, you know, to see that all happen and unfold after winning the All-American, making the Forcewood Cup back when it was the Forcewood Cup, and then turn around and get the chance to fish the FLW Tour and right. have some success and win one, you know. I just wanted to compete at the highest level. I didn't know I'd ever really compete to win one or anything, you know. Right. It was just a dream like everybody else, uh, you know, to be a professional fisherman and, and take a crack at it. And then, uh, you know, of course, it turned to the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, you know, after Major League Fishing bought FLW. And then, uh, you know, last year I qualified high enough in the points to be one of the first-year guys to make the Bass Pro Tour. And so, uh, you know, to say that uh, I could ever do it again or had ever planned for it to end this way, there's no way that could have happened. But it's just been a a true blessing. But it's been exciting, you know, to go from a five-fish format Two fishing for all you can catch right. is, gosh, that's like drinking a glass of water or a glass of milk. You know, you think it's not that big a deal, but it, it is a very, very different concept, and uh, you need to practice different and approach it different. And uh, I'm fishing against a lot of guys that I've never fished against before. Right. A lot of them came from bass. A lot of them have 20, 25 years experience, you know, on right. all these bodies of water, and they're adaptability is so much quicker than mine this just being my sixth year on a professional tour right and so uh, i feel like i'm hustling as twice as hard as as a lot of guys to try and keep up but just trying to find my niche and stay in the game find your niche that's like you're putting it very calmly because you you have proven over the years that you can find fish and so changing the format really i mean to me it that's not going to matter because you find fish wherever you go. I don't think we can't go back and find where you didn't find fish. I mean, well, now, you know, don't get there me might have been a tournament or two, yeah. but when I saw that you had moved up to the pro circuit, I was like, well, there's some boys that aren't going to be happy because this is a guy who consistently catches fish, and he seems to adapt real well. And, and so, I mean, I think that's, that's part of the – part of the game isn't it? absolutely you know i appreciate that but you know there's no doubt that that you you can't get tunnel vision you can't just get stuck in a rut you right. know you got to keep up with everything from technology you know forward facing sonar has been big you right. know i've been trying to embrace that you know i've tried to take some techniques more of a spinning rod you know place right. ever since i've been on the tour and a lot of times that's what comes into play to have that consistency you know maybe you catch three of them flipping a big jig but then you you take and stop for a little while and throw a shaky head and finish your limit and then pick that big jig back up. I've tried to learn to adapt to some of that, but I I still feel like I've kind of hunted and pecked to get my bites my entire career. I go in a little old creek and hunt and peck around behind some boat docks or in the back or in a grass bed. I don't really 
get on big groups of fish. And right. so I think for me to be successful as a Bass Pro Tour, I'm going to have to get away from a little of that hunting and packing and try to find more of a pattern inside a pattern that I can stay on the juice faster to be more competitive with numbers. And so I think that'll probably just come with some experience. And right. then it's going to take the right body of water for me to kind of get in the groove too. So I don't know. Right. I'm just excited to keep trying to adjust with it and just stay ahead of the game. You've been adjusting pretty good so far. Well, I appreciate that. But, you know, you're just – one bad decision or one broke off fish from not being as good as you could be or or maybe not successful at all but you know i try to make sure when i go into a tournament i have everything that i can control controlled right. you know i have new sunline on i've got hook sharp you know if, if i put a gamakatsu hook on there and i used it in practice i clip it off put a fresh one on for the tournament right. you know, i want to make sure i have everything nipped and tucked you know i don't want to make sure that i have anything out of my control uncontrollable so if i can continue to do that i think a lot of times just between your ears it makes you that much better right now you've had, you had a crazy catch this year I did. Yeah, I did. tell them about that you, crazy cast. You know, I tell you what, <laughs> I was just cranking along with a crankbait down at Darbone at our first event. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, I hooked this fish, and he just kind of went to the side. And, I, you know, I wanted it to be a bass because it felt so good. You know, I thought it was going to be a giant. And then it just kind of stopped moving. And I said, man, maybe it was a rock. You know, there were so many people fishing off the bank in time over the years that there was line everywhere. And I actually caught a throw net the day before. So I thought, well, maybe I maybe I caught some line or a throw net. Boy, I sure felt like a bass. And so I literally took my rod, tried to poke it off, you know, and I couldn't. Right. I just started pulling, and luckily that sun line didn't break. And when I pulled it up, I had fishing line and bass and everything and had it had come out of its mouth and had it hooked kind of in the belly a little bit. And I got my hands on it, and it came off. And, and that fish right there sealed the deal for me making the knockout round. Yeah. So, you know, that's you got to have a little luck and some things go right, too. But, yeah, that was an exciting catch, something that, I'd never done that's before. That's pretty crazy. Didn't your pole fall in, too? Yes, Didn't yeah. You have all, it was, I, I got it oh. back, though. Yeah, I got it back. <laughs> that wasn't any problem there. But, yeah, just, you know, think of the, how many times you didn't get that fish. You know, yeah. and this is the first event of the year, lots on the line, and I got him in. So that's just very fortunate. Maybe it's that good, clean living, you know, you never know. So, <laughs> that but, was about the craziest time. And they kept replaying it yeah. like over yeah. and over, like for someone like me that was watching. It yeah. was like, how many times are they going to show me? Yeah. I'm no, you'd like to have had that many times when they've re-showed like, oh, look at that fly Yeah, fish. if I could have just had it every time, yeah, no doubt. And so what's also different is who's in your boat? Don't have a co-angler, do you? But you got people in the boat. That changes things, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, you've got a marshal. They're weighing them. Your official and everything's weighing them and turning them loose, you know, to where you uh, don't have to have them in your live wells, you know. Right. Conservation's a big part of it. And I'll tell you the best part about the Bass Pro Tour that I love is at the end of the day, you just stop fishing. Right. You know, lines out, they count it down. Wherever you end up, that's where you end, and then you just take a nice slow boat ride back, and, right. you know, that's the end of it. You know, so many times coming in the past, if I'm worried about leaving early, leaving plenty right. of time, you know, maybe you have an issue and hit something and break down and you don't get in, and maybe you have the tournament bag of winning fish in your live whales, and right. that kind of takes all of that out of this equation. So it's really, really enjoyable on some of the aspects like that. But that's part of the challenge of this event, it, it too, is. though, is the strategy that goes into it. It is, and, and I've been trying to embrace the score tracker to where instead of getting discouraged by it or anything, right. I'm trying to utilize it to where the 
the boats that I can see around me, if they're catching them good, I know I'm in a good area. If we're all not doing very well, maybe it's time to leave because <laughs> they're not catching them either. You know, and I, I've been just trying to embrace it rather than run from the score tracker. Now, right. don't get me wrong. I was on the cut line at Smith, 20th place, you know, and we battled back and forth, to, and I hung in there to be the last guy in. But it was a very stressful few minutes, you know, 20, 30 minutes there at the end to end mm-hmm. up keeping that place. Yeah. So it'll, it'll let you really see the easy, relaxing side of it if you're doing well or the right. stressful, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fall out of this deal if you're doing bad. And it kind of multiplies it with that cut line. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where you are now, but – but tell us, where did it actually start? I mean, did you start, did your folks take you fishing, or how did this all start your fishing career? Well, there's no doubt, you know, my dad and my uncle took me fishing a ton, you know, right. but during the summertime, uh, we all had breaks from school, you know, of course, my uncle and dad had jobs, and my grandma took me fishing more than anybody. We had a pond wow. on a farm at our house, and we'd go a lot of times in the morning and a lot of times in the evening, you know, two times a day. Just catch perch and crappie and bass and might not catch anything. Might be a bad day, you know, whatever right. it was. But she, she took me a lot, you know. And, and then I had a brother and a couple of cousins. And uh, we got to where, as we got a little older, say 12, 13, 14, we could walk to the creek. It wasn't very far from us. And so we go down to the creek and wade the creek all afternoon, you know. So we got right. to fish in different species, you know, smallmouth and spotted bass, and then had current. And so we started using different lures. You know, you wouldn't take a spinnerbait or something like you would in the pond. You'd go down there with, like, a little zoom critter crawl and a lead head and try and mimic the crawdads, you know, right. and stuff, and, and, and a shaky head. And it was, just, it was just total different fishing. But as I got older, you know, I just kind of learned to adapt that into some different things in different places. But I know we've done some stuff before me and you at Beaver Lake, you know. It's totally different than, say, fishing, you know, Grand Lake here where we're at the expo today for the red crest. You know, it's just totally different water, totally different species, you know. And and it's just kind of been different to look back and think if that really helped me fishing that current, you know, even when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, you know. Right. But we, we, we wanted to catch everything, so we definitely got out there and tried to catch it all. Yeah, and so do you still fish the um, tournaments that you uh, still catch five, five fish limit? Now, I don't fish not? the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, right? but I do fish a lot of team events back home, okay. and, I, and I try to fish like the BFL events or, oh, the really? to- or the Toyota events if I'm able to. You know, I'll jump in one uh, just to try and stay sharp and different right. things. And so, yeah, I'm actually going to fish a whole division of the Ozark BFLs this year oh. just for the fact that right. uh, I don't want to fish just the seven Bass Pro Tour events. Right. And I, I the Toyota Series clash on top of those, so I can't fish oh. any of those. And, uh, you know, there's only been one guy that's ever won the All-American twice. And so uh, I'd right. like to I'd like to get back there and just try to make the All American again. You know that's that's a hard tournament to make, and I've been fortunate to make it five times. But you know, me and my team partner both have won that event now. So when we show up here I, at, at local team events, you know, it's pretty neat to say we're the only team that's ever won the All American. And right. he chose not to fish uh, professionally. You know, he he owned a construction company and a right. and had a very lucrative, profitable deal going, and just wasn't feasible for him. And so he won it in 20, and I won it in 16. And it's just it's just really neat the way that a lot of the Ozark fishermen have won that event. So it's still pretty heavy on my heart, and I'm going to try and get back there this year and see what happens. Might make it, might not. 
Boy, I, I volunteer if the, you need a partner in your team <laughs> tournaments. I'll show up with my yeah. uh, spinning rod. There and, you go. Uh, if you need someone to throw a spinning rod, I've been known to uh, to be a pretty uh, yeah. mean angler when it comes to a shaky head. Yeah. You know, it so. takes a good angler in the back of the boat, too. People think <laughs> if you put two good anglers in a boat, they'll right. just win everything. Well, sometimes it takes a good front boat angler and a back boat angler, you know, because they're kind of right. two different ways of fishing. So some of the best buddies that I have that are team fishermen against as competitors, yeah. one of them never runs the trolling motor, you know, and that's really? a really, really good concept for that kind of deal. So I've been seeing you uh, doing a little crappie fishing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so are you using the crappie fishing to get fillets? Or are you using it to <laughs> uh, practice your electronic fishing? Well, that's a double-edged sword. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm doing it to tune in, you know, for bass fishing, you know, because yeah. crappie fishing, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. And so it's so much better, quicker learning curve. But. Yeah, I'm not throwing them back. I mean, they're really good. They're really good eating, and so no, we definitely skin a lot of crappie, you know, and have a good time with it. But I enjoy catching it. I take a lot of different people, you know, as far as like younger kids or my uncle, my right. family, my dad. You know, a lot, lot of those guys uh, really just enjoy going now because they may not have some of this technology as far as Garmin Live Scope on the front of their boat. And they right. can go with me, and we have a good time, and they normally come out with a fish sandwich, so it's pretty good. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I was like, look at that. He's like, oh, he's crappie fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's I, a purpose behind it, but there, there's there two is. purposes. So. You know, sometimes when the season starts, a guy just really needs to be kind of in fishing shape a little bit. Right. And so that, that just gets you to stand in, kind of gets your back stronger, and and you're wearing right. a lot of clothes, and so it's just it's easier than going out there bass fishing eight hours a day to right. kind of get into shape. So yeah, I really enjoy catching the crappie, especially in the in the dead of winter and stuff like that to stay sharp. Yeah, and there's uh, there's actually a lot of uh, options you have for lures too. So well, tell us a little bit. You have some options for lures, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, really, it seems like anymore. I used to carry 20 colors of heads and 20 yeah. colors of baits. Right. And I've kind of learned that if you can just carry about three or four different colors, you know, you're going to need a white and some chartreuse and some silver, maybe something with some blue in it. That'll just about catch anything you want to catch around the country as right. far as like with the crappie, you know. But they make pinks and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I noticed I was bass fishing so much, a lot of that stuff was just kind of kind of rotten in my in my boxes because i just weren't right. using it enough so i've downsized it a little bit but now i mean i i really if anything i like to use a bunch of different colored heads yeah. kind of gives them something to zone in on and bass wise you have a lot oh, of choices yeah we, yeah we can't get well, the show's not long enough to get <laughs> in on that is there one favorite though you gotta have mm, a favorite i tell you what really so, pro probably a spinner bait spinner bait. you know i've won really? so, so much money on it and just i feel like it'll catch you the biggest five fish limit a lot of times right. you know it's not a bait you can throw year round but but i mean if if i had to pick one to go out there and try and catch dinner and win a tournament with yeah. it'd probably be a spinner bait but i don't know it's pretty hard to beat a top water that's so, right. I mean, it's, you know, there, there's just so many good things out there with technology these days. That's right. That takes us to uh, Tackle Time. Yeah. And uh, Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures, the case, has a whole selection of hard baits, soft baits, anything you want to catch, walleye, bass, you know, white bass, you name it, crappie, everything that's out there that swims, it's game fish, they got it. So make sure you check them out at picolures.com. If they wanted to find out uh, more, 
You have some social media or website they yeah, can check I, you out? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've got a lot of partners that make this happen, you know, and I try right. to take care of them on my website at jeremylawyerfishing.com, and they can reach me through there. Reach out on social media at Instagram and uh, Facebook to where you have Jeremy Lawyer Fishing. And, I mean, I'll try to answer or help you in any way I can and just keep up and follow along with the BPT, and it's, social media is a great tool. That's right. And that, that ends our show. And like I always like to say, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.